Whoa, Daddy! This is Positive Anger with myself, Nathan McIntosh. Here we are again. Thank you guys so much for listening. New episode, obviously. How would you be listening to this if it was a... I mean, obviously you can listen to an old episode. Look, this is not the best way to start this. This episode here, I have a guest. I have uh, uh, Katie Hannigan, comedian of the city, who's very funny. We talk about the that uh, the Uber blog. If anybody uh, didn't see it, a woman wrote a blog about her experience at Uber, uh, dealing with sexual harassment and such. We talk about that a little bit, and then we just kind of get into sexual harassment in general and uh, some uh, thoughts about open relationships before... I, before we get there, before this, uh, happens, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really think I have that much to say, not gonna lie, I, uh, I mean, the episode itself is about an hour, we're just gonna, I, I might just get into it, but I just have to do this intro because here we are as, uh, human beings, um, yeah, well, but I, I, I suppose before I actually do it, I do have a, uh, uh, one thought, one thought, and I will put this thought into a jazz rant. How can you keep ranting when there's all this jazz? How can you keep yelling when a guy's playing the sex, baby? How can you keep ranting when there's all this jazz? How can you keep yelling when a guy's playing the sex? Look at us, jazz. Look at us, rant. Jazz rant this week, everybody. Is about maybe 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 this isn't a problem to anybody else. Maybe nobody else cares. Maybe this is too over the top. Maybe this is too much. Do we need church bells anymore? Can we maybe just get rid of these? You're walking down the street, a church just explodes out of nowhere. What is the? I'm guessing at one point in time, not even guessing. This is what it was. Churches let off the bells to let people know what time it was. What idiot! In today's day and age, is listening to a church for the time. Who is walking down the street like gong, eleven, gong, twelve, sick? It's noon. I'm gonna go get a sandwich. We don't need this anymore. If the church is also ringing the bells to be like, hey, we're a church. Come over here and get some Jesus. Everybody knows what a church is. Everybody knows what a church does, and nobody needs to have a bell to let them maybe know to kind of go to a church. Nobody's sitting in a street, sucking on a bottle of rum, just, you know, laying in the gutter, like, oh, I don't know what to do. And then hear a church bell, be like, oh, yeah, the Lord, my Lord and Savior. Let me go in there and talk to him. You know what it is. We don't need church bells just dinging and chiming all over the place as if somebody is literally pressing the doorbell to heaven. There is just no reason for it. And is there a reason to really come down on uh, the churches? And that's also like, these places raise so much money. So much money. Get a, get up, get, get rid of the bell and have a, have just a, have a put a clock on the church. Update the church. Just have a big clock. Have a, have a, a full, like, like, uh, counter that they have at, at basketball games. Have, have, uh, God, you know, 178 billion to, uh, devil, 287 billion to what, and have a, a, a countdown to the end of the world, which a, a, a lot of religions believe is coming. Uh, another countdown clock to when Jesus is coming back. I mean, it, it would just say any day now, and then have an actual clock that says the time on it without the bell. No reason for the bell. We can get rid of the bell. Anyways, that is the jazz rant for this week. Uh, up, putting up, uh, okay, putting up. Now is the episode with myself and Katie Hannigan, where we discuss a lot of things. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thank you for listening.
here we are. That was the worst intro that's ever happened in the <laughs> history of life. I'll have, uh, whatever. Okay, so uh, I got a guest today. Her name uh, is Katie Hannigan. Hello. <laughs> this is, that was her, guys. Thanks for having me, Nate. <laughs> uh, no problem. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Uh, Katie, I just to, just to quickly, so we know each other, obviously, through comedy. We, yes. we see each other uh, sometimes at night, screaming into uh, dark rooms of, of... Oh, but you know what I was thinking? Remember when we went to Bananas? This exact, this is where I was going to... Yeah. That, yeah. that we, was when I met you for the first exactly. time. We took a train together to wherever in New Jersey. I don't even know where that is. I think it was actually Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we went, uh, yeah, we went to this comedy club and um, uh, it, was it was just you and me. It was a hotel ballroom. It was a hotel ballroom. It was just you and me. And when you were on, I don't know if I told you this that night, when you were on, the manager came up to me and he goes, man, this place used to be good. Now it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when you were on and I was still like, I guess I'm still going to go on. And then the sign fell. Oh yeah, and uh, like the sign behind me just fell off when I was on, and then the music. There was something wrong with the sound. The Remember, yeah. we did a before and after picture, and then afterwards <laughs> we we're like, "Hey, it wasn't that bad." And then they, yeah, we, it got, wasn't that bad. we got driven back to the train station. <clears throat> oh yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah. Just like children, even though we're adults, somebody's like, "I'll take, I'll take you guys home." You know what I mean? I know, I know where you just were. Yeah, we got gouged by that cab. The sign, the sign fell down, and when I was on, they have music that plays at the beginning, and it just started playing. <laughs> That's right. It just started playing in the middle of just your set, horrifyingly. <laughs> and the man had to run in and just punch the fucking <laughs> the sound, uh, the sound, uh, soundboard. Yeah. There we go, soundboard. I couldn't think of the word board. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna say it's sound equipment, one. like it's a, a goddamn idiot. Um, but anyways, yeah, so that's, uh, that's the first time we met. Uh, obviously, you're a comedian. We both know each other from uh, from shows. That was a long time ago. What a life, huh? Yeah, that was like three years ago? Four years ago? Three or four. Weird. Yeah. How long have you lived in New York? Um, almost ten years. Oh, fuck. Nine okay. years, yeah. You didn't move more. here for comedy, right? No, I moved here. I went to theater school, so I came. I was in an experimental theater troupe with my friends. Which is what? Which was, I worked at St. Mark's Church, the theater there, the Ontological Hysteric Theater. And we were doing, like, non-linear performances. And um, one one that I'm really proud of, it was my idea. It was a guy and a girl. My friend, she went through a terrible breakup. So it was a guy and a girl. They're driving in a car, and they got in a fight. The lights go down, then there's a crash, and it comes up, and they're, they're covered in blood. I played an elderly woman, and I came from um, the side of the stage, and I dumped cheese balls all over their bloody bodies. Uh-huh. And then... What's that represent? What was it It was just for fun. No, okay. it had no meaning. You know, okay. just kind of fun. I, I thought it was kind of funny, you yeah. know? Just the cheese balls. Uh-huh. And then we all took off no all of our alive. clothes. No figure. Oh, yeah, you just got naked? No, we just got naked. Yeah. Interesting. So that's... that's Experimental just means whatever the fuck. Exactly. Yeah, it's the most pretentious art form you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> People are like, oh, the cheese balls. I thought it was so fantastic. It's like, oh, where are you from, Texas? <laughs> where are you from? Indiana. Uh, Indiana. Yeah. I've only been to I've only been to Fort Wayne. Oh, yeah. I just came from there yesterday. Fort Wayne? Uh, from Indiana. I was oh. in Indiana. Okay. Have you been to Fort Wayne? I have. It's been a while. I don't really think there's too much there. Churches. There's churches. There's a lot of churches. There is like one little comedy room that I have heard of that's in Fort Wayne. Was it? Uh, I think the club that I did is gone now. Mm -hmm. It's called Snickers. Yeah, I think that was it. Is that gone? Is that toast? They bulldoze I, it. Is I haven't it now, been like, there in so floor, long. It's like a two-floor Arby's. Stephanie Holmes goes there sometimes. You know her? She's another girl from another Indiana gal. I know that name. Yeah, I think that she has done Snickers. <clears throat> Before I went, they were like, uh, "Just so you know, uh, this is a real Jesus-heavy part of the world." They go, "There are more churches per capita here than anywhere else," and I was like, "What am I going <laughs> to?" And then I got there, and they were great. Yeah, I think Indiana people are pretty. They're pretty fun. Yeah, I don't know what they thought I was going to do. You know what I mean? Come up as Jesus and I, <laughs> I dump cheese balls on myself. Yeah, that would have been fun. And I'm like, I'm back, you <laughs> fucking losers. <laughs> well, they're the same people that come, you know, like Caroline's <clears throat> here. You know, it's just like the tourist crowd. It's yeah. The same group of people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's no, you, it took me like maybe three or two years in New York before I ever talked to like actual New York people. You know what I mean? Oh, really? I was like, oh, these crowds are just from fucking Norway. They, 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 or this whole group's from Canada. I'm from Canada. What the fuck did I move here for? Yeah. Uh, that kind of thing. But either way, we, uh, okay, so I, I, um, 
I think I'm just going to start this because this article seems to be pretty long. Did you read this whole thing? Oh, yeah. I. Oh, yeah. I was so disgusted. <laughs> so, so fucking, so fucking inflamed. Oh, uh, really? <clears throat> well, I already, let me just say, we're talking about the Uber um, blog post by, what was the woman's name? I forget. Susan J. Fowler. Susan J. Fowler. Two days ago, three days ago. And of course, like I was already, you know, I had already gone through the process of deleting Uber because of the delete Uber campaign. And you know, can I, I ask like, you what happened there? Yes. I was in, I was in LA at the time, and uh, I was just loving life. I saw palm trees. I got coffee every day, and I was walking in the sun. And I would go online, and people were like, "You gotta get rid of Uber. Fuck Uber." What the hell did Uber do? So <clears throat> the guy who is the Mr. CEO Uber. of Uber, Mr. Uber, he was on Trump's cabinet, first of all. So people weren't How? liking him from that. He or not in the cabinet, but he was on some kind of board. He was like an advisor of Donald Trump. OK, um, maybe not the cabinet, but he was like uh, at, at like the ad- advisorial level of Donald Trump. And then <clears throat> when Donald Trump made that, um, my technical jargon is all off, but I know what I'm talking about. But when he <laughs> said, said that thing where he's not going to let the people from the seven Middle Eastern countries come yes. in, the ban on Muslim immigration, yeah. um, the Ooh, taxis, the, oh, the yellow okay. cabs did a strike at JFK. Yes. In opposition to the Muslim ban. Yeah. But Uber broke the strike. Mm -hmm. So the strike breaking, that's why everyone was deleting Uber because they don't support the fact that they wouldn't stand in solidarity with the Muslim cab drivers, even though a lot of their employees are Muslim, you know, so, so they were not only were they strike breaking, but they also were like, um, not charging surge prices. So they were just kind of like being opportunistic. Scabs. Totally. Scabs. Exactly. I was like, I think it's disgusting. I, I remember when I was in school, uh, the janitors went on strike. Because they were like, yo, we're not getting paid enough. You know what I mean? So the school went to shit. And then like two days later, they brought in scabs. Yeah. And then there was uh, janitors just screaming at those scabs. Yeah. Every scabs, time we... scabs are disgusting. <laughs> Fucking scabs, man. Fucking scabs. Do you want to be a goddamn scab? Yeah, Uber. Or do you want to just let the cabs... Scabs and cabs rhyme. Scabs, scab cabs, <laughs> scabby. Well, I have to say, I haven't, I haven't gotten it back yet because... I, I just had to take a cab to and from the airport because I live in Ridgewood, Queens, and from LaGuardia, it's like either I just take a cab or I spend like three hours on public transit because it's that, all like the way around. 50 bucks then from LaGuardia? I don't know where Ridgewood. To LaGuardia, it's 25. Okay. But I took a yellow cab yesterday. This is like a car service, right? It was 25. <clears throat> but I took a yellow cab yesterday and it was $37. Yeah, I know, man. And I was like, damn, I might get it back. But then after I read this article, I was now I'm like, well, I fucking can't. Well, why don't you get Lyft? I, I Lyft, I'm thinking baby. about it. Well, I took it. I, I used Lyft when I was in Atlanta last year and, and I felt scared. Why? The drivers were driving too erratically, and someone had a Bible in the back seat. I was like, "That's a red flag." Like, that's a real red flag. Like, really sending a sending a hint loud and clear. It's funny to them because they'd be like, uh, "Oh, the Bible in the back is not a red flag." <laughs> they'd be like, "Oh, not having a Bible is a red flag because you don't know who you don't know who's driving you." Well, it? it was the Southern. Yeah, it was in the South, so I guess. Like, but a Bible in the do back. Do y'all have like... a Bible? Because I'm just feeling a little lonely back here. You know. How, yeah. How long is this drive? Seven minutes. I'll get through Leviticus. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's craziness. So read a couple psalms to soothe I, myself. I never had Uber or Lyft because uh, I'm an oddly old man, and I don't want to... Uber, I was always like, yo, this is just Buddy's car. I, I don't want to just get in somebody's car. You know what yeah. I mean? That just seems weird to me that just a man picks me up in his own vehicle. Strange. Yeah, well, I rarely take cabs, but there have been a couple of times where I have gone out and... Uh, you know, it's been like four in the morning and I'm like heading to the train and I'm like, oh, there's no way I should take the train right now. It's not yeah, safe because sure. I'm a small lady. Mm-hmm. So he's got... I'm a small man. Train freaks me out. Yeah. There's some people on the train sometimes where I'm like, yo, next stop, I'm definitely getting off this fucking car. Yeah. You got to be careful. After four people, the people that don't care really don't care. Like yeah. the crazies. Yeah. They're done. Um, but anyways, when I was in L.A., I got Lyft and mm. I was taking Lyft everywhere <clears throat> and I got into so many good conversations. It's a great time. Yeah, I think I'm going to sign up for Lyft again. I'm going to give him another chance. One guy who was driving me uh, for Lyft, he was like, I used to work at Uber, but then he was kind of getting into the delete Uber thing. And he said he had to leave because of, which ties into this, he was like, uh, the the sexual uh, harassment stuff that's going on. And he was like, also, the rape. Did you know what I mean? Uber, yeah. Uber also has like a lot of like, 
a driver will just be like, yeah, I'll pick her up. And then he rapes her and then uh, Uber, you know. Yeah, that's not that's not safe. <laughs> no. Wait, I, I thought that that only happened a little bit and it wasn't happening anymore. I don't think it happens uh, a lot. Or not, I guess yeah. not anymore. But didn't it happen? It happened like when they're like six cases of like. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't realize it was that high. Like around, around the, around like the whole, obviously the whole country, but, not just like. But people have been raped in yellow cabs too. People have been well, raped in yellow cabs, and I actually heard know, a story a couple years ago where some cops picked up a girl, took her back to her apartment, and raped her in her apartment. This is in New York. Well, you know, yeah. Now that I think about it, I hear I heard about a story where a woman bought a brand new car. And before she pulled it off the lot, <laughs> the guy that sold it to her was like, well, this has to happen. So I guess at the end of the day, rape is, uh, yeah, rape. Just don't leave your house. You don't leave your house. Don't yeah. do anything involving a car. <laughs> don't let anybody Safety come in your house. Safety first, ladies. <laughs> do a risk assessment. Be That's born. What I do. You know when you're born and they put you in the, they take you away from your parents and they keep you in the hospital and they put you in that little like glass case of An babies. An incubator, yeah. Yeah, just never leave that. Yeah, yeah. Keep like growing. a Faraday cage. It's a metal cage. <laughs> yeah. It keeps out radiation, but it also keeps out rapists. Rapists. Yeah. You just make it bigger and bigger every year, and every year they transfer into the new incubator, and you, you show them TV. And, uh... Or like a, The Boy in the Bubble. Remember that movie? Of course. That was very bad. The Bubble Boy. Bubble Boy. Uh, put him in a bubble. You can't rape a bubble. That's a weird sentence <laughs> I just said that I can't unsay. Um... No, here's the thing I heard. I read this like maybe last year that Uber was going to start doing doing um, Uber yachts. Well, they have helicopters. I know yeah. that. So that makes sense. You want to Uber a yacht? Not if I get raped in it. Go to the go to the Canary <laughs> Islands? Yeah. You know, I Ubered a yacht to uh, circumnavigate the globe, and uh, you wouldn't guess it, but I was raped for <laughs> 12 straight days. <laughs> well, here's my joke about that, because, like, you know how it's always some dude's car. It's like, this is, like, some guy's yacht. That's all he has left from the divorce now. And he's just like, get in! Yeah, and now you could be, depending on where you want to go, you could be in international waters where uh, there is no sanctions on rape. Yeah, that's there true. That's no why laws. they say be careful about cruises. Yeah. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah, you can't, you can't. I never even thought <laughs> Oh, my God. It's like on the, uh, I, like, my parents went on a cruise and but where, though? Because, I mean, international waters isn't like, uh, it's not like the middle of the Atlantic. Any water is international water. No. So you mean in the middle of the Atlantic, like if you took a boat from uh, New York to London, in there, I mean, there's laws, there's rules. Nope. It's maritime law. <laughs> I think. I'm not sure. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. They call where I'm from the Maritimes. And let me tell you something. We have laws. Oh, I believe that. Uh, but they're all, you have the, the right to rape, you have the right to murder. <laughs> Those are the laws. Those are the laws, You yes. see a woman, you can throw her off a cliff. Uh, she was a witch or she was just death. Uh, <laughs> none of this is true. But um, uh, Canada sounds fun. Hey, it's a good time. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you w Women are a lot stronger up there because you have to fight. You have to fight uh, every bears. day. Grizzly bears. bears. Yeah. Most. And uh, when you're born, when you're two, they make all of us. You know how, like, in some places they make you join the military? Canada, they make you go into the woods and chop down trees um, when you're, like, two, three, four, and wow. five. So everybody has. Yeah. Nobody has, like, leg strength because you don't need it. But, like, upper body, everybody's ripped. And I moved down here and lost it all. I used to be. 280 pounds of uh, cold steel and sex appeal. And then <laughs> you move down here and you don't need to toss trees anymore. And uh, none of this is true. <laughs> um, so uh, I've never been to Canada. I'm be like, wow, it's really different than been? I expected. I've never been. Um, Go. I'm going to go. It's. Uh, I mean, most of it's pretty cool. There's some parts that suck. There's some people that suck. I want to keep reminding people of that because every once in a while, somebody will text me from here when something happens and they'll be like, oh, man, Canada is so great. I want to go. And I'm like, yeah. There's definitely parts of Canada that are great. There's also parts of Canada that suck. And just so everybody knows, there are some human pieces of garbage that live in Canada. You know what I mean? Oh, I think I met one. Not everybody up there is like a, a free-thinking fucking everybody's everybody. No, there are a lot of pieces of garbage up there. Human trash that are not cool. That's everywhere, though. Exactly. You can't generalize. I want to go to Toronto. That's where I want to go. Toronto's great. Where, wait, where are you from in Canada? Uh, Nova Scotia. East Coast. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. Pew, pew. <laughs> That's yeah. where um, the girl who was Juno, isn't she from Nova Scotia? Yes, Ellen Page. Ellen Page. She's from uh, Halifax. She still lives there. That's oh, that's where, where you're from. That's where I'm from, yes. Halifax, baby. She is uh, from there, and she flies out just to do work, and I swear to God, if I could somehow have that life, I would fucking do it. But I can't, because comedy's a weird, broken fucking thing where you gotta take it places. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And uh, I'm also not a millionaire. 
Well, one day. Yeah. This is your year. I'm a Canadian millionaire, but in America, I'm like, I just got pennies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. up there, I'm, I'm a, yeah. I own like oil and uh, Whoa. some of the refineries. But um, why do I keep making up these ridiculous <laughs> stories that have nothing to do with anything? Um, but if you do go to Toronto, I lived in Toronto for a long time. Toronto's a great city. But oh, yeah. do oh. you think there's human trash in Toronto? You're uh, goddamn right it. there is, Katie. I believe it. I've met him. You're going to meet him. Who knows? I could fall in love with one. Marry a human trash Canadian. <laughs> You're like, you know what? The problem with uh, the guys that think that uh, gay people shouldn't get married is that they're not Canadian. <laughs> when they say, like, oh, gay marriage shouldn't be legal, eh? I'm like, Just oh, that's so cute. Just get to know him. <laughs> He's got other views. <laughs> oh, nobody's hockey. perfect. Yeah. He likes hockey and hockey <laughs> and plaid and, and hockey. Canadian bacon. Uh, he likes back bacon, yeah, and back he's uh, and he's uh, he has a fox racing jacket, <laughs> and he lives in a small little fucking town on the outskirts of Ontario, and he's loving like women. Anybody in a small town, in a small town, you're just gonna have townies. You Dude, know? I used to have this joke uh, about uh, how trees make people racist. Because if you live in cities, right, we don't see a lot of trees, and we'll also just be like, hey, all these people should exist together. But then you get out around like maple. And a nice pine, and people are just like, you know what? I don't think I like Chinese people. Yeah. And for whatever reason, even small towns where nobody even lives there, they'll have like odd thoughts about groups of people that they've never interacted with, talked to, that kind of thing. Because it's the, yeah, they, well, I mean, you know, I'm from Indiana. I'm from Indianapolis, which is a sizable city. Yeah. It's like maybe in the top 10 cities, but it's close to the bottom. Okay. But as soon as you go out of the city, it's yeah. like just the middle of nowhere. It's insane. This is Toronto. And yeah, so I mean, there are so many people, you know, and then they, you know, those kind of people drift into Indianapolis, too. So it's like such an interesting mix of people who are like city people, but, you know, and also people who are like, where Walmart, Walmart was closed. There's <laughs> <laughs> like, like, remember this? Did you see this Facebook video about um, these people getting in a huge drop down knockout fight at like a Kmart? I never watch those videos. Oh, well, they Luke Fair, he had sad. to send it to me because we were like, oh, that's like 10 minutes from where we grew up. Funny. Yeah, he, yeah, it's not he's, funny. It's so no, disturbing. No, no, it isn't funny, but it's like it's like uh, yeah, you're fighting a Walmart. You're 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 down to your last uh, bit of humanity. You know what I mean? Oh, it's you so got sad. Crocs on. You're fucking throwing fights in front of the seven two five originals. Like you gotta you gotta go back into the parking lot, sit in your car, and just really think about every decision you've ever made. You know? Yeah. Well, because I went to a public high school, which was so great for me. I went to a really small little school, and then I went to a public high school, and it was like a mix of, I was like, oh, you know, I had, like, gay friends, and I had black friends, and then I had a friend who was, like, living out in the middle of nowhere with no parents, you know, and, like, her aunt would come check on her from the farm, you know, it was like, whoa, it's a weird, <laughs> weird group she, out she there. She was from the upside down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I grew up uh, in, like, smaller places, too. Like, most of my family lives in a pretty small town in New Brunswick in uh, in Canada. And, uh, yeah, there's great people there. And then there's also just, like, you know, you're like, what the fuck are you doing, buddy? Your, yeah. work, your work boots are tied way too tight. You got grease all over yourself. You haven't worked in years. What yeah. the fuck is happening? Yeah. And you also, like, uh, you know, French people, I don't fucking like them. And then they take a sip of a coffee, and you're like, I guess, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to go ridiculous. get a donut. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's get back to this article. Let's get back to this article. So Susan J. Fowler wrote an, uh, a big article, well, a, a blog post or whatever, about um, SusanJFowler.com. This is her website. This is her website. She posted this to her website. And it seemed like from the article that she finally left Uber after working there for about a year in December. And then now she's decided to write this whole article about um, her experience working there. Yeah. So why, this is pretty fresh. Why she left Uber. Yeah, this is like three days ago and came out. Um, all right. So let's get to. Okay. Uh, okay. So basically the first paragraph is her saying, yeah, I left Uber and I now work at Stripe. Do you know what Stripe is? No, what is it? Stripe is a um, uh, fuck. It's a it's a it's a it's a service basically like I have Stripe for my album that's on my website. So mm -hmm. when you if anybody purchases my album, it goes through Stripe, mm -hmm. and that's how I get money. So it's like yeah. a it's like a side fucking thing of like a PayPal or that kind of thing. Okay. Um. So she works there. You can't get raped there. Well, I think I think like a big part of the problem is with these companies. 
you know, because Uber was like such a huge success so quickly. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's like hitting the gold gold mine, you know, and it's just becomes this lawless world of like tech departments where, you know, people are just expanding so quickly that they they aren't really able to keep an eye on stuff like that. And, you know, one thing that I thought about the article, you know, she kept saying she was reporting these sexual harassments, but every time it was like, well, this guy's like a high performance, you know, because they're expanding so quickly and so um um so much so so much so quickly they are afraid of like taking any drops and it's like the money becomes like the most important thing but now i mean i wouldn't be surprised if uber goes out of business from this because you think? i oh my god i would never use them again after reading this article never yeah i guess that is sort of the same way of like um you know you see like a movie or uh, you don't even have to see a movie just like a you know college football star you know and it's like yeah. uh yeah that guy sexually harassed me and it's like well Yesterday he threw four touchdowns. So like, uh, yeah, it's like he he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, Yeah, he's killing it. So this guy's killing it in the Uber world somehow. I guess he's you know, uh, he's just good at his job. You know what I I mean? mean, It's like how good could he possibly be? I I think they're just like, don't rock the boat. You know, this this happened to my cousin. I actually have a joke about getting sexually harassed. (laughs) I just want to say quickly the amount of times we've gone back and forth and been like, I have a joke about this. I have a joke about this. Well, soon relevant. Five minutes. It's just going to be us doing our comedy back and (laughs) forth. Should have just done a sound bite. I should have just brought. I have a lot of recordings on here. I'll just play something. But my cousin was sexually harassed at her job, and she she went through this whole thing. And she was so young at the time, like twenty two or something. She what was the job? Like, was it retail? She, was it like... No, she was working at a... Um, she's incredibly smart, this girl. She was working at, like, a financial investment bank. Okay. So she got sexually harassed at the Christmas party. Somebody grabbed her ass, you know. And I had... We we went back and forth. You know, she was like, I went to HR. They're like, okay, he's had a warning. And she was like, I just don't feel like that is enough. And it's like, at what point do you have to take matters into your own hands as a woman? Because I think that this kind of thing happens a lot. Yeah. You know, it's like, reporting to HR, like, this girl, I mean, obviously, good she's getting one over on them now by writing this blog post but like obviously reporting to hr i mean yeah in the company and did nothing like why don't you just cock the guy in a fucking like hit him in the head with a bottle and be like you know what put put me in trouble i'll fucking sue you for this smoke a guy in the head with a bottle smoke a guy in the head with a bottle you know that's what i'm saying i think it needs to get like way i think we need to be more aggressive in our response to it so that okay so so the woman that your cousin was a cousin it was my cousin your cousin got her ass hi erica uh hello erica i'm sure she's a listener (laughs) um so erica your cousin got grabbed at a at a christmas party i love that there's some dudes that are just like well it's a gumby christmas party uh, you know, I brought uh, gingerbread and all that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it's time to get time to grab hard. ass. Yeah, just yeah. like Santa's coming. My dick's hard. Uh, yeah. let's do this. You know, um, I would never think about grabbing. What a Christmas party! Not yeah, that I would think about grabbing. You're such a lovely man. Well, you know, one day they'll probably. Uh, I-, I talked about this with Dave Temple one time. There gets to be a point, you know, like where you you do you get big enough that somebody will try real hard to find anything you've ever done ever. And yeah. I'm sure maybe someday some story will come out about me about some fucking uh, whatever. All I'll say is this: to this day, right now, I've never grabbed a woman's ass at a uh, party. What the fuck was I trying to say? So I've uh, it, it's it's amazing to me that somebody's even at a party and just being like, you know, this is this is uh, what I'm gonna do. Because like, okay, what happened right after that? Did he did he just grab her and that's it? Was he, did he grab her and be like? Let's go to my house. Like, what the fuck? What's the I next step from that? I remember what she told me, but I think she was like, she got really upset. Sure. And, and you know, he I, maybe he apologized or something. But it's like, you know, I, I, and he was a young guy too, you know, early 20s. It's like, I get it. Everybody makes mistakes. I did some really, really crazy stuff when I was in my early 20s. But it's like, I, I have never done anything to like, Im, like impinge on someone's self-worth like How that. How many you know asses I mean? have you grabbed? I've grabbed a couple, but, like, in a friendly context, you know? Uh-huh. I'm not, like, it's different when it comes from a guy to a girl, when it comes from a girl to a guy, because, you know, it's like, let's be honest, you want to get your ass grabbed? Uh, I've had my dick grabbed, and I wasn't oh, a big fan of terrible. that. Oh, that's terrible. I would never do that. But you'd think, again, it's like the whole thing of, like, uh, you know, men are just walking around here being like, somebody please blow me. <laughs> you know right, I mean? that's a stereotype. Exactly. That's a stereotype. And it's not, and it's, it's one that's, like, uh, to a degree, sure, I mean... There, I mean, that sounds great in theory, right? But then it's a uh, same sort of deal of like you, you'd you'd want to know, uh, you'd want it to be somebody that you'd want you to. You need to be able to sense the situation. Yes, I grabbed. Well, I once grabbed my boyfriend's friend's 
ass at a wedding. This was years ago. We yeah. were all drunk. I did it. I, it was actually more like a playful slap. Okay. And it was like a joke. You know sure. what I mean? So like, in I think in that context, hey, we're all friends. You know, whatever. Obviously, this is a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think like that is fine. Sure. I think if that had been, you know, I had um, I went but out. him grabbing you. Or tapping you on the ass. Him grabbing me by the ass would have been a weird, you know? Yeah, it also would have been weird because obviously you're you're dating his friend. Then that's a whole other guy code yeah. that's like, what what the fuck are we doing here? We can't just pretend like there are no male and female roles in society. Of you know? But I mean, it's not to say that women are not totally uh, creepy as well. Dude, I think like Michael Che has a great. Did you listen to his new album? His joke about creepy women. Um, no, but I saw the article that came out about that woman that tried to say that he uh, was like sexually oh, yeah, stalking her, and then you see her posts, and you're like, buddy, you're crazy. You're the yeah, fucking yeah. problem here. I, I, yeah. I got fucking so somebody grabbed my dick. My dick has been grabbed. Okay, didn't want it to be grabbed. It got grabbed. You know what happens sometimes with women who like? I guess you could say it's sexual harassment because there's not really, I guess, a term for it in terms of the other way around. But women. But there is though that it, you somebody did sexually harass you. You should have reported it to Comedy HR, which I think is Rebecca. It wasn't Trent. in comedy. That's tell, tell Rebecca. It wasn't in comedy. But uh, um, no. But but here's what I've noticed. It, it's happened to me a couple times, and I've heard this story from other people as well. If there's a woman who's like super wants to uh, sleep with a dude, and she's mm-hmm. in that sort of, she's this type of person. She'll push, 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 and then if you don't. Uh, uh, reciprocate or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with you. Then she attacks you for yeah. being like, "What are you gay? What are you? What are you this? What are you that?" Like, there, it's always, it's always you. So you're also you're getting fucking like some woman who's like, "Do this to me," and you're like, "I don't want to do that." And then she's now attacking you for not doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. I'm. I, is that uh, sexual harassment? Uh, yeah, it is. It absolutely is. Who do I talk to? Um, you should talk to somebody. You should make do a blog post, because I think that that's the thing. It's like you know, there's a lack of awareness in general in America, and I don't know, maybe Canada too, just about emotional sure, yeah. emotional uh, awareness and emotional responsibility towards others. Because we don't have any classes like that. You know, it's like we we you have a health class right where you're like put on deodorant, but you don't ever have a class where you're like it's inappropriate when someone says, "Hey, how's it going?" To be like, "I'm depressed. I would really <laughs> love to." And it's the same thing with this kind of like sexual behavior where it's like if you don't have I'm like a really intuitive person emotionally just because like I taught preschool for so long. I went to acting school like I can really sense how people are feeling. And if you don't have that, then you have to like really be careful. If you can't tell if you're making somebody uncomfortable, then you have to either like develop your awareness or you have to stop like going out on a limb. Because I think that's the thing, too, that happens often is like people misread the situation and, you you know, people have their own personal issues that they're always bringing to. But I mean, yeah. it sounds like a hundred percent you were sexually harassed to me. Well, then there's a lot of men being sexually harassed. Let me yeah, tell you. Yeah, and it's and it's a, not the, okay. The amount of times I've heard that story of like, uh, and I don't, I, I, yeah, the amount of times I've heard stories about like, oh, what are you gay that you don't want to fuck me? You're like, I guess you're so, clearly mentally ill. Yes, yeah, so and I'm being together. attacked on that realm as well. Like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Um, I used to be sexually harassed constantly, but where? now, well, like, um, like jobs, like where, where did you work? Like I worked, I worked, um, at a catering company when I was 18 uh-huh. and I never wore a bra at the company. Cause I was like, I was, I just never wore bras at that time. But like now 18, looking, what was going on? You were doing a lot of Molly. You were just like, I live in the I trees. I was just like a fun girl. You know, <laughs> I was, I was having fun. I was a fun girl, but I remember like I worked there when I was 17 and the day I turned 18, like three guys asked me out and I was like, that's kind of weird. And I, I ended up quitting because my boss like called me and had like a really weird like sexually suggestive conversation with me i mean it you know it was like basically i'm like calling i'm like mom is this weird you know Mm -hmm. and like i just was completely unaware i was sexually harassed at my first job at a paint a pottery store by my boss you know i don't even think he realized that he was sexually harassing me i thought he just like felt like he was being a cool guy was he like in the back uh like making a sculpture out of you guys having sex or something when you're like at the cash register say all these weird things like i remember once i had like a pair of pants on he like pinched like the like the back of tag of my pants like on my ass i was like oh i thought you had paint on you it's like so you're pinching my butt yeah 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 you know and it's like it's that kind of thing where you know now i'm 30 i'm like whoa that i you know that's 100 percent like 
textbook sexual harassment. By that time, I'm like, I guess it was a misunderstanding. You know, I think that happens so much. Because yeah. if something like that happened to me now, I'd be like, you need to stay the fuck away from me. Yeah. You don't ever talk to me like that. You know, but when you're young, you just don't even know. I'm going right to HR. HHR. I'm going right to HR. Human, human uh, resources. I, I rarely get sexually harassed in c- comedy context, but I think that's because I've just been a- doing stand-up for a long time, and people know me, and they, you know. Yeah, I, and also we're a little bit older, I guess, and there'd be certain people that, like, uh, I think now it'd probably be people that you didn't really know that would do that, you know what I mean? You know most of the people in the community. Exactly. And, and if it was going to be somebody in the community, it'd be somebody new or from a different... Um, circuit or whatever well when i first started it was like constant you yeah. know it was like i mean nobody would be like grabbing my ass i think people are smart enough to not be so blatant especially like Good after shit. all this yeah just yeah credit card <laughs> um you know i think people are you know smart enough but that but it was very like eye-opening for me and i know a lot of women who are you know kind of like you would say maybe underclassmen and somebody who treats me with complete respect i have heard of being disrespectful to like another person the people that they deem lower than them in comedy yeah 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 i've heard this a, a million times but i've but i've also heard on the flip side i've heard of women you know oh, yeah. kind of being you know doing crazy behavior towards men you know oh, yeah. so i don't think it's i don't think it's like unique have None you ever us- been sexually harassed by a comedian uh no no i mean things have been said but not like not like uh sexual harassment type shit yeah more just like uh aggressive fucking things where you're like yo chill like what this isn't uh what i'm trying to do you know what i mean yeah um yeah you know i just remembered you'd tell me about your your uh pottery guy mr pottery uh, everybody that we talk about, by the way, is Mr. Whatever the fuck, uh, Mr. Uber, yeah, Mr. No Pottery. Um, I, my first job ever, I, I, uh, I pushed carts mm-hmm. at a grocery store and I used to have to put, uh, uh, groceries in people's cars. Right. Mm-hmm. And one day I was 15 when I had this job and there was this like older woman who we're going to get back to this article. So yeah. Yeah. We will. We're going to make our way back to There's it. There's a, there was a woman, she was an older woman. She probably 45, 50. I'm not exactly sure. I'm putting groceries into the back of her car. She's on her phone. But she's looking in the mirror, like real, like Whoa. looking in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm 15. I'm just putting groceries. I'm like, this is kind of weird. And then I go up and I'm like, hey, you know, your groceries are in your car, whatever I said. And she goes, I really like the view. <gasps> and I went, cool. Hey, later. Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, cool later. And then only like three, four years later did I even realize I was like, yo, that woman was trying to have sex with the kid. And had I known, yeah. Katie, as a man, if I had known and got, go back go back in time, I would have quit my job, I would have got out of that woman's car, and I would have just seen where that life took me. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad 40, you didn't. 45-year-old woman? That's statutory rape. Well, in the eyes of the law, she ain't good, you know? But, uh, again, just being like, uh, if I could go back, I'd be like, yeah, I'd do that. 15? You know, But that's me now. I'm also, uh, you know, 30. So it's like... I'm I'm in a different place, but at 15, I had no idea what was happening. I was so yeah, you're right. It would have been bad. The woman would have been like blowing me, and I would have been like, but, but no, like I, I was 15. Yeah, you wouldn't have known what was going on. <laughs> oh, that's so trashy. She probably had a husband too. I would have broke up a whole thing. I've heard I've heard a lot of stories like that of from guys, you know, where they were like just like young guy hanging out, and like an older woman kind of like came on to them. And I think that is kind of a thing where you know you're like married, and you're like God, I got to get fucked by somebody. But you like know? a kid. I well, mean, you're no, like younger, yeah. You're I mean, like maybe she, maybe she thought you were older, but I mean, like, well, that's that's, the, that's the, what I was telling you about when we grew up in Canada, we're chopping trees and stuff. I was like 280 <laughs> you pounds, were jacked, so cold obviously, steel and sex appeal. obviously, yeah. yeah. But I mean, 15 to me, that just seems like, well, like especially because I taught preschool for so long. Um, like I started teaching preschool, I think about maybe nine years ago. So like some of the children that I taught in my first class are like 15 now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I could just never, I like tend to view people like especially children as like really like little baby beings, you know? Yeah, and I yeah, just yeah. like, I, I can't not think of people that way. 15 is fucking kid. 15. I mean, that's a, that's a kid, you know? Oh, totally. totally. And I already kind of like had a girlfriend and shit at that time, but I still like this woman said that to me and I had no, now I'd be like, oh, I see what's going on here. It's like your brain protects you when you're a little by not yeah, letting stuff in like that. ruined my day, you know? It was a hot summer day. I had to go back out into the parking lot, pick up carts. I could have been getting blown by a, a divorcee or whatever, oh. drinking lemonade in, in some fucking high rise. Oh, God. 
I mean, what? Oh, let me just ask you, what day sounds better? You know what I mean? Well, that's true. I mean, it's, you know, one is, you could have been a, you know, it could have been a sugar mommy, you know? There you go. That's she, not too bad. And that's only would have been lasted. She probably would have been dead by now. I mean, she was like, she could have been 60 years old for God's sake. So I have a sugar mama for, for until now. She pays all my bills and she dies. I got to go to the funeral, right? Because I like got to pretend to care. And then she's buried. And then so I live my life. I have kind of an opposite story because when I was in college, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm really into like sci-fi and like space. I'm really into like space stuff. You and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, we love it. Uh-huh. We love it. Me and Dan. <laughs> so when I was in college, I started working at the um, observatory at my school and I would do like telescope operating and stuff. It was so thrilling. But I had a really burning crush on my... Um, astronomy professor okay and i this is actually pretty timely because i sent him on valentine's day an anonymous valentine's day card yeah and i was always like hanging around and then actually when i moved to new york this was when i first moved here so this is a long time ago i was like really lonely and i just like got drunk and like sent him this like illicit facebook message on Never his got, wall no no just, I, it was a private message never That's got good. a response you weren't that drunk then i bet I, I bet yeah he's a teacher but i'm like oh my god all he needs to do seriously if you're out there dr murphy <laughs> he's a listener just so you know erica messages me every week and she's like when are you gonna get to my story about being sexually harassed and dr murphy's always like could you please have Katie on to let her know that oh I God, have a wife, I have kids, yeah. and uh, leave me alone? <laughs> no, he was he was divorced at the time. He's probably remarried. But, but I mean, you know, it's like I was – and then I remember, too, being like, you know, I'm a really good tarot card reader. If you ever want me to do a reading, it's like, what? That's funny. That's your way into a man's heart? <laughs> I, 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 wonder if the, I wonder if there's like a – okay, so we were talking about like the dude – the dunes – or people not knowing when they're when they're crossing the line or going too far, not knowing what the other person is uh, feeling, right? When they go up and are like, "Hey, you've got tits." But I'm I a think, dude. but women are like that too. Well, this is what I was gonna say. Yeah. I was gonna say, I wonder if there are certain people who just never learned anything about the opposite sex. Period. Mm-hmm. Because I was just at uh, uh, James Mattern's party, right? Mm-hmm. On uh, on uh, Happy Birthday, Mad Dog. Happy Birthday, uh, James J. Mattern, and uh, there was these two women there, two hot women. They were from somebody's fucking thing somewhere. They were just two regular human beings who were at this thing. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of flirting with everybody. Mm -hmm. Their flirting was so bad. And it just interested me to see that, like, they're gorgeous women who could probably do whatever the fuck they want anyway. But because they walk this earth of, like, people coming at them all the time, when they go the other way, they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. And it was interesting to watch uh, that. That they still, even as being women, like, good-looking women, don't know men at all. They just kind of think... I'm a hot woman, so here I am, dude. Yeah. What are you going to do? And it's like, no, that's not. Especially when you're like, get to be like late 20s, early 30s. You're like, I've been around hot people before. Exactly. I've been inside of a woman. The way that you're going about this is like, you clearly don't know anything about men. You think that men are just like tits and I'm, 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 I'm in the car. Especially not... like in the middle of a bunch of like vicious comics yeah. who are all like self-absorbed anyway, you know, monsters, yeah, career criminals. Yeah, I mean, I I think that that's so interesting because I, I I'm trying to think in like my own experience when I was, especially in my early twenties when I was dating in New York and you know feeling really desperately lonely constantly, and I I I wanted a boyfriend so bad, but I um I just had really no social skills like with adults, and I I remember like. I met this guy at a bar once. I bought him like four drinks. Yeah. So we're, we're like ended up kissing. We're like talking, and I was just like I couldn't think of anything to say, and I was just like, "What's your favorite holiday?" Funny. And it's like, oh my god, you know, sex day. That's yeah. What it. But it's probably partly because you know we spend so much time doing stand up and also talking to people that you yeah. have this like just awareness of like social, uh, social. Um, I guess uh, what's the word I'm thinking of. Um, I don't know. Knowledge? Surroundings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you know, you know how people act. You you get up and you perform in, on stage and you yeah. talk to people and you see you can tell right away if someone's like turned off to your totally. joke or they won't want to do crowd work. And that's like, you know, you have this whole extra layer that people just don't have. Yeah. But it's interesting. as like a, a just to see as like a because uh, there does be on the other side of that, like, I guess a good looking dude or some dude that thinks he's fucking cool as hell would go up to a woman and think that she's crazy for not. Uh, appreciating his whatever his advances are, you know. Yeah. Same way as like a hot woman who has no idea what the fuck she's doing is just like, but I'm hot. What do you mean? Yeah. And it's like, but you're doing nothing. There's n- you're there, you're this is not at a certain point. Yeah, we're not kids anymore. You cannot just show people things and be like, right? Yeah. Talking, 
uh, personality? Is there any level of anything that's past this, you know? Yeah. Well, going back to the article, I mean, that was what I think. Oh, the article. Going back to the article, <laughs> which we have barely, barely even talked about. Yeah. The article, the thing that was so bad about the article was that this sexual harassment was systemic and it was, you know, like she said in the article, by the time she left Uber, there were only 3% women working at Uber. And it's, if it was the other way around, it just never would have happened. I mean, I, how many companies, there are so few companies that have that ratio of men to women. Yeah. And um, and that's the thing, I think, you know, even though women do perpetrate these creepy behaviors, I would say as frequently as men, and, and women do like their own little thing too. You know, like I have heard of um, both women and men, but but more particularly, I think women will do this if a guy rejects her, then she kind of sows like seeds of shit talking, you know, of about this course. guy, you know. So I think like that's definitely more woman, a more female um, way of being creepy. But but if it was the flip side and it was all women and they were permitting the sexual harassment of like one or two dudes, yeah, you know, it would be awful but i think in general in society because there are so many more um positions of power held by men that this becomes a like a huge issue because it's indicative overall yeah so i mean i don't know i feel like maybe it's like that in comedy too i don't know for sure there's a parallel well there's a lot of i mean we don't get to get into names right but there's a lot of stories about uh High up people doing whatever the fucking uh crazy shit is you know or you know basketball or whatever all of it it's very, I don't understand why, uh, oh, what's her name? Um, oh, oh, fuck, I, I can't even remember her name, so whatever. But um, it's interesting to me to be like, why would uh, you go about things this way? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why act that way um, as a way of getting anything that you want in life? Because these stories come back. They're going to haunt you. They stick around. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, well, with the Uber, I think it's just because, you know, this kind of, it's like a no man's land. All these apps, you know, that are blowing up, making money quickly. And it's just like, it's almost because like the 80s um, Wolf of Wall Street in a way um, where you start making money quickly. And it's like, that's the only thing that matters, whatever, just make the money. Um, but it's really, it's really a shame that they would allow that kind of systemic sexual uh, harassment. I think. So I, th I don't know if we really got into it that much, but so she... She went to HR with her things. A guy. Oh, I this this part I do remember. The guy, a guy messaged her from the team that she was working with on her first day. First day, and he was like, "I'm in an open relationship with my girlfriend. Yeah. She's finding it easy to hook up. Yeah. I'm not. Basically, will you fuck me? Yeah. Which is like, if we just, okay, let's just break this down real quick. So you're in an open relationship, right? First of all. Uh, it makes me kind of think, like, who decided that between the guy and the girl? Or is he even in an open exactly. relationship? Maybe he's you not. Know? But if, it's let's easy just... enough come online. Oh, absolutely. But it's not. But that's even that, if you just go with the line, that's a terrible line. Hey, man, my girlfriend's out there. She can fuck. Of course she can. She's a woman. What are you talking about? And then to go, like, but I can't. Poor me. Will you fuck me? Who? What woman is going to be like, yeah, that's an insanely terrible way of going about it. Even if you were trying to be above board or whatever. No, but I think, and I've I've had conversations like this with people in comedy um, where you kind of realize right away, this person doesn't have good boundaries, yeah. but I still need to work with them. Because like, you know, sure, like we sure, said, sure. in comedy, like we don't have an HR, you know? So it's like reporting somebody is like out of the question. You could either blast them on Facebook or you could be like, I don't want to work with you. Blast you know? them on Facebook's a terrible idea. Oh, I think it's awful. It's a terrible idea. I think it's a mess. But I mean, I I have done, if, if that kind of, if say like I got cast in something and I was getting sexual messages... I would um, finagle my way around that, yeah. and I would not, and I don't really don't think that's the best way to handle it. I think it's like no, you know, but you're right. This is sort of a lawless fucking uh, business where there's just certain things that uh, we all know kind of happen. Yeah, and I mean, I think he's putting this out there. I don't think he thinks she's gonna like fuck him in the break room. I think he's putting this out there as a feeler, being like, yeah, uh, her, you know, if he. Like does it little by little, you know, and then at the company party, whatever they, the two of them get drunk and they go and like fuck in the back, you know. I think he's just trying to like feel it out. Yeah. And obviously he's done this like time and time again, and he, nothing has happened to him. So it's he, a terrible line, dude. You know what I mean? If I, if I, let's just say I'm sitting with this man and he was making a Tinder profile, and he was like, "Here's my Tinder profile. Me and my girlfriend are in an open relationship. She's fucking a lot. I'm not. Please fuck me." I'd be like, 
Okay, press delete a lot. Yeah, I don't think this guy has a girlfriend. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. really don't. It's like, <laughs> yeah, come on, who's maybe dating not. you? Oh, actually, no, no, now you think about it that, that it, that does make sense then too of like, let's say he doesn't have the girlfriend. So then yes, he uses the girlfriend of like, I'm an okay guy. You know what I mean? As, as like trying to say to another girl, like, there's a woman out there that doesn't think I'm some sort of monster. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm a, a woman has okayed me. So that should be okay for you to realize that I'm not a criminal. Yeah. I mean, I think that like in some contexts in work, you know, we're all adults. It's like, you know, you've been in a green room and there you people start having like a conversation about like sex or whatever, like threesomes, you know, and that's like a kind of thing where you're like, oh, well, I'm an adult. We're all just like having an adult conversation. So it almost kind of seems like he thinks that this would be like an okay topic of conversation, just like casually putting it out there. You know, he doesn't realize how fucked up this is from the get go, Mm -hmm. which is probably why they were like so reluctant to like you know do anything because they were like oh well he doesn't realize but it's like it's it's not her fault that he doesn't realize he needs to Mm -hmm. he needs to be reprimanded immediately so he doesn't do that again if he's not realizing it's the fault of the people around him who are like allowing that behavior that's interesting so uh, as a woman you would instantly think if you got a message like that that this dude doesn't have a girlfriend Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I really don't think he had a girlfriend. Because it's like, come on, seriously. Yeah. I go more, I think like, oh, who, I mean, I I think right away, which one of them decided that they should be in an open relationship, and I bet it would be the dude, and then he's like, ah, fuck, look what I did here, and now I gotta catch up with her or whatever. I think it's so rare for people to actually be in open relationships. I think it's such a myth. Oh, yeah. Such a myth, you know? And it's like that kind of thing that you, like, try. You're like, I guess I'll try it. But I think it's very, very rare for a woman to want to be in an open relationship. I, if I, I mean, I wonder, right? I think there's dudes that, in theory, would think they'd want to do it. I think there's dudes that are like, this is cool, then I can go fuck other people. But then I think put in that situation, they'd be like, oh, shit, my girlfriend can do this a lot easier than I can. Yeah. And then I got to go out and put in all the effort that I had to do to get exactly, hurt. Exactly. It's not fun and get, it's not just like, let's just go out there and fuck. It's, it's a process. While you're maintaining sucks. your relationship exactly. still. So it's like, while it, she's I, coming home with fucking cum in her purse. Yeah. And you're like, who's cum is this? And she's like, you can't ask me that. Cause we're in an open relationship, you know? And you're like, Oh fuck. I sat here watching goddamn Hitler of a career and you're out there blowing dudes. Yeah. But I, okay, I was the one that wanted this. Yeah. Know? I think open relationships are really a myth. I mean, I think like there are people I think who are probably in open relationships who are like 50, they have kids, they've been married for 20 years and they're like, Hey, you know what? We got to do something for fun. But they're you know? probably in the open relationship where they're both going to the part, like the sex party or the swinging yeah, party. Yeah. So then they like, they go together, they leave together. Yeah. I know? think, I think a lot of people, you know, especially like a lot of people in our generation, kind of like throw around this you know we have this um like uh attitude towards love and relationships where we're like it's casual you know but it's really not and no. it's like it's a it's a really i think a huge mistake for us to keep telling ourselves that you know that you know there is such a thing as like casually hooking up and booty calling and being in an open relationship that you can do without sacrificing you know that is like, do you want to be in a loving relationship and have a deep intimacy, or yeah. do you want to just be casual? Because you, it's really hard to have both. Casual's rough anyway. I've never really been in a casual thing where somebody didn't have more feelings about it than the other person. Yeah, and that's usually how it is. And then, yeah. and then you know, I, I've never been in a thing where it's just two people, sex, walk away. I've never been there in my life. Because when you have sex physically, your body is, like, releasing chemicals to make you bond with that other person so you can raise a child together. It's all, like, chemical. Yeah, you just got to shut that kid Salt. part off. That's the only shut thing. Shut the kid know? part off. Get the kid part out of here. Ugh. We can be close, but, I mean, get this fucking kid part out of here. We're not going to have a kid. We're, We're not, not going to have a goddamn kid. We're not going to have a kid. We live in a tiny apartment in New York. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, God. We don't have insurance. I would never. Uh, I've been asked that question before because I've been with my girlfriend for a long time. And people have been like, oh, have you ever thought about a fucking open relationship, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, I mean, yeah, in passing, right? You don't sit down and, like, write out a fucking manifesto and hand it to anybody. Because I don't want to do that. I know that I'm not I'm not that dude. I could not operate in that world. I don't want to go out and try to fucking have sex with people. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't, and have a girlfriend. And then have her fucking doing whatever. If I would, I've thought about this, though. I've thought this far. If I ever did, wasn't an open relationship. I would only have really one rule. Right. Mm-hmm. With this uh, person. You can't. Maybe this is too gross. Um, you're hooking up with a guy. 
Mm-hmm. He can't come in your mouth. Okay. That's the rule. That's fair enough. That's it. I mean, do whatever the fuck else. Don't, but I mean, for God's sake. You know what I mean? I got to yeah. talk to this mouth. You can't just be take. You know what I mean? Yeah. That I, would be I think my that's one legitimate. Rule. That's that legitimate. Well, I think, I mean, I've never been in an open relationship, but I did read um, the book Sex at Dawn, which is a really fascinating book. It's about non-monogamy and mm-hmm. they kind of, it's about um, social psychology and um, like uh, the evolution of social psychology. And they kind of trace us back to um, prehistoric times where people were basically in group love situations because we all lived in a tribal um Uh, society and people just kind of fuck each other and it was like it's not a big deal um but we don't live in a society like that they also died at what 30 35 actually in prehistoric times people lived a lot longer because they didn't have people didn't start dying that early until the dawn of agriculture like ten thousand years ago when they started getting much less nutrients from like eating bread and stuff because they would only eat like one or two things yeah okay but back in prehistoric times people were you know nomads and they were eating all the food you know in the environment okay but this so this um this is all this book is very very good it's called again sex at dawn and it's all about um our society and how it's kind of raised us to believe that monogamy is the only acceptable um form of love and and i think if you are non-monogamous and you want to commit to a polyamorous lifestyle i would never judge anybody for that but i think that you know a lot is lost if you are try to commit yourself to that and you aren't really you know out of some it's like when you're vegan but your body like needs to eat meat you know what i mean I have been in a relationship with someone casually, not necessarily seeing other people, but, you know, it was before the relationship really cemented. Yeah. And I'm fine with I'm fine with being casual in that context. You know, Um, I I don't know if I would do that again, but at that time it was fine for me. And, you know, like once you get in, it's like a long term relationship. It's like uh, if you want to break up, just break up. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you don't need to be like, oh, we have to save the relationship. I think a lot of that is people wanting to break up and being in denial of that. Yeah, you know, yeah, so yeah. Be like, oh, let's take a break. Let's go on an open relationship. It's like, just break up. Sure. You're fine. You're, you know, people get to this place where they're so codependent and then they don't want to be with the other person, but they're, you know, their own fear. You know, it's again like going back to this lack of emotional awareness that people have. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it, whatever's working for anybody, right? If you're in an open relationship and you're like, this is the greatest time of my life, sweet. Yeah, I but just, just make sure your partner also thinks that. <laughs> and don't let a dude come in her mouth. I mean, Don't this is come in her mouth. This is, this is Nathan's own rule. But Nathan's I mean, one like, that rule. That would be my one rule. My one rule. Would you I have sense any a rule? screenplay coming on, <laughs> okay? Nate's number one. That's my that's my experimental theater show. <laughs> a couple's arguing on her way out the door. She's going on her date with in her open relationship. The guy's like, just remember, don't let him come in your mouth. And then there's a big song, and it's like. Da-da-da. I think my rule would have to be don't get AIDS. See, there you go. That's a we big have, one. We all have rules. So that's then what... that would be that would be then that means uh, condoms. That's uh, that's uh... You gotta take the pill. Got to yes. take the little pill. Yes, you know? yes, yes. So then, so I, see, that's a rule. I feel like I couldn't even do it for that reason alone because I would just be like, I would be too scared. I'm afraid that I have AIDS all the time. I'm like, there's no way, you know. Sabaro's Pizza has AIDS. I'm not. That's Sabaro's very strange over there. This Times Square Sabaro's. Yeah, I mean it's a gong show. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, again, if anybody if anybody is in an open relationship and you're making it work, I mean. Uh... Yeah, Good not job, to not bro. to cut you down because you know. No, live your life. I mean, you live your life. Everybody. That's live a your party, life. you know. But uh, I know personally myself, more so than even uh, being, I don't know, uh, upset or or um, jealous about my girlfriend being with somebody else. I don't have the energy or want to put in the time to find these other relationships that I would be in. Of course, that's not. where I'm at. I'm just like. No, it's I would so rather much energy to be in a relationship. Yes, exactly. So it's like, what are you doing? That's for, I mean, you know, so many people don't have hobbies and they don't have like passions. You know, they just go to work and they're like, well, what do I do now? You know, so they listen know. to this podcast. But if sexuality is, you know, your hobby, yeah. <laughs> Hi, oh, Erica. Se- you know. if sexual if sexuality was your hobby. Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you like to do? It's like, I put chips in a bottle. Like, what do you like to do? I like to find uh, people and have sex with them. Oh well, I should mention this because uh, Ian and I almost went to a swingers spa here in the city no no we went on vacation to palm springs and i thought i thought this was like a classy nude spa but then i started thank god i started reading the reviews and it was like schlubs very obviously like a sex spa and then we were gonna go to a nude one but then we're like "Eh, let's just go to the one with well think about it right if you went to if there was a sex spa open sex spa to everybody in the universe 
Who's gonna go there? The hottest people who can already fuck at their leisure or like I know. You know what I mean? The reviews were a lot of baby boomers. Of course. You know, I was like, oh my god. Crocs. Yeah. Fucking weird shaped arms. They know the theme song to Matlock, and they're like, I'm getting in this this jacuzzi and I'm fucking. Yeah, exactly. They're more just walking in being like, you said sex, customer's always right, blow me. Right, right. <laughs> right? Well, I read one review that was like, uh, my boyfriend and I just wanted to have sex in front of people, but when we didn't join in, everyone started shunning us. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can go through with that. I'm already yeah. very sensitive. Just go to the park. You know what I mean? Have sex in Central Park. Fuck in the park. People won't even care. People just walk by and be like, all right, oh, I guess they don't this is care. happening. Nobody People cares. are like, at least they're not homeless. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They look <gasps> like they have their clothes. Like, those clothes are nice. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're clearly... Uh... We're fine. <laughs> We're okay. Don't mind us. I paid my taxes. <laughs> That's what they say. They, they just have signs on them that say, don't worry, we're, we're contributing members to society. We, yeah. we, sh- we should be allowed to We're do just it. a little freaky. Um, well, we didn't really get into this article. I know. Do you want to? Do you have any closing remarks? I mean, I feel like the main thing. Is, I mean, I, we had a good talk. We had a great talk. Yeah, yeah. The main thing about the article is that um, I hope Uber goes out of business, and the sy- sy- systemic um, sexual harassment in so many types of uh, you know businesses that are unregulated, like these apps that pop up, you know, makes make so much money. That's I think that's the main thing that is really upsetting about. Well, we fucking just fucking trust everything that comes through these fucking magic boxes. Well, I know. That's the thing. Because it's like, I wonder, is everything okay with Lyft? Is every, like, what's exactly. going on with Seamless? You what know, I feel like. What about Venmo? What about Venmo? Who exactly. Who your fucking credit card information and shit? Your full bank information that you text to people and you just send them money. I mean, couldn't that easily be grabbed? Not that if somebody really wanted to get your your bank stuff, they could do it anyway. But, I mean, now it's just on your phone, which has four fucking stupid buttons to unlock something. I know. It's almost like it's it's impossible to be a conscious consumer because we are so surrounded by all these different things. You know, it's like when you go to the grocery store, you're like, okay, I'm going to get, like, the chicken that doesn't have antibiotics pumped into it. You know, but you don't know. I mean, it's the same thing. Like I was reading this thing recently about um, chocolate and how all like basically all the chocolate is made from child slavery. It's like, well, you don't want to be supporting oh. that. But they won't like put it on the label because they don't care. They should have a picture of a kid, though. Thumbs up. Being like, I did it. Yeah, they should. Well, it's all Hershey's and Nestle. All everything that they make. What about the good? What about like a good chocolate, like a higher end chocolate? Higher end chocolate is. Yeah, like I mean, I think if if it's like, um, I think Lint, they probably use the same beans. Oh, come on. I know. Fucking hell. Well, I mean. Uh, I've said this before. If uh, if we're really looking at it, even uh, you and me aren't billionaires, right? But if you took the entire world, we st- if the, if the whole world was the Titanic, we're still living in first class. I know, isn't that incredible? It's I crazy. think I think about that literally every day of it's my crazy. life. It's like I I live in, I'm like pretty poor, you know, but yeah. I feel like a queen. I mean, it's like I could go into an H and M and buy a sweater, you know. I sure. can eat whatever I want, you know. It's like I just feel so grateful constantly. Yeah, 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 yeah. To have no. this incredible life. I mean, yeah, ugh. we're doing pretty good. It's crazy that all this stuff has to come from fucking hell, though. You know what I mean? It is. Well, I mean, I I I think that you you can't have a society where people have a lot unless there there are people that are being taken advantage of. I mean, if we want to like really like equalize everything, like mm-hmm. we're going to have to give up a lot of stuff in our life, you know. Well, this is a that's a weird micro uh uh thing of Uber, right? That well, uh that's the thing is now. like a whole thing and then we got to marginalize some people so that we can keep Kicking life yes, in the dick. Yes, exactly. Yeah, Weird. so like the women that are working there are being marginalized. The drivers are being marginalized. But but that's how capitalism works. Yeah. And the preschool that I used to work for um, was run super like a corporation, which is so sad because like I put my heart and soul into that place and they were always like pinching pennies. You know, it, it was like pinching pennies constantly. And like after a while, that's why I ended up quitting. Also because, you know, I just do stand up now. Holla mm-hmm. and tour guiding. But it's like literally every capitalist, every business plan in business school is like, well, you have to, you know, you pinch pennies and you take money from people so you have that money for yourself and that's that, how you become successful. That poor kid named Pennies. Just getting pinched. Pinching pennies. Being pinched. sexually harassed <laughs> repeatedly. God bless um, her. Well, Katie, I mean, I think we gotta get out of here, but this was great. Thank you for having me. No problem. We had a I great loved, chat. Uh, yeah, I love talking to you. Um, uh, let people, can you let people know where they can find you? Yes, please. Um, Please look at me on Twitter. I'm at Katie Hannigan, and I also have a, a Patreon account now. I don't know what the – just Google Katie Hannigan Patreon. 
mm-hmm. and then subscribe to my Patreon account so you can support me as an artist. I have to do that with this. I keep meaning to do a, a Patreon thing uh, with this Patreon podcast. or Patreon, Patreon, whatever the hell it's called. I'll go Patreon. Okay. Patreon, whatever the fuck. Whatever. Uh, uh, but I have to do that. Have to do that for this. Um. So Twitter and uh, yeah. Pat Patreon. Pat P A T R E O. P A T R E O N. Yeah. Um. Cool. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, before I get out of here, we're gonna do the uh, uh, again. Obviously, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I got to do the shout outs for this week. Shout outs. People message and they're like, "Give me a shout out on the podcast." Oh, that's so nice. Um, anybody who wants a shout out, please message me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Nathan McIntosh, and I will do this for you. So first. Shout out goes to Gavin underscore Leafs 87. Clearly a hockey fan. Gavin, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I greatly appreciate it. Go Leafs. Go Leafs. Got a Leafs hat. Do, do you know who the Leafs are? Leaf Erickson. No, give me okay. one more. Um, Trees. Okay, good. Gavin, thank you. You're wrong. But Gavin, <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, Chris uh, McCamish or McCam- McCamish. Chris McCamish from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Chris, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. South Carolina right now is probably fucking great. Yeah. Sun, life, Go sand. Uh, Chris, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And last but not least, happy birthday to Sir Jimmy Fuck. I think I fucked his name up. Let me fuck this Sir up. Jimmy Fuck. Happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday. I got the I, I put the last name on. Happy birthday, Sir Jimmy Rustler. That's what it is. Jimmy, happy birthday, Jimmy. Jimmy Rust. Big Jimmy Rust. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. Happy birthday. Uh really appreciate it. Again, if anybody wants a shout out, please message me Twitter and Instagram at Nathan McIntosh. You can check out NathanMacintosh.com for shows. I'll be in San Antonio March 8th to 12th. Oh, there was just um, a tornado there. Fuck. <laughs> Don't tell me this. Don't tell me this. Yeah, you're gonna have a great day. I don't want to fly into tornadoes. All I want to do is I want to land in San Antonio. I want to see Shawn Michaels super kick somebody, and then I want to come home. Um, I'm gonna be in Montreal March uh, 30th to April 1st, and then there's other dates on my website. Uh, please rate and subscribe and uh, comment on this podcast on iTunes. And uh, that's it. Again, Katie, thank you so much. Bye, Appreciate thank it. you. And uh, this has been Positive Anger. Thank you. Yay.